Welcome to the Lila Life Show. This is your host, Linda Andrews, and thank you so much for tuning in. With any episode that we have, whether it's a solo cast or a guest expert interview, my intention is for you to be able to anchor into yourself, to ground into yourself, and to explore, whether that's a new concept, an idea, whether something's intuitive in you going off, or there's just something that you hadn't thought of in a different way before. I hope you get to explore curiously, to sense make, and to activate something in yourself that you hadn't had activated. Enjoy today's show. As always, please like, share, subscribe, do the thing, and we hope to help support you consciously up-leveling in your life and business, the Leela way. Welcome to the Leela Life Show. This is your host, Linda Andrews, and from my heart to yours, it's a pleasure to be here with you today. I welcome you to settle in for today's dialogue. I hope to give you some thought-provoking prompts, some insights, and yeah, let this be whatever it needs to be for you. Something that's been extra resonant for me over the past couple days is this, no one will breathe for you. Uh, Sometimes I'm in a little content tornado, like from my different places that I like to hang out and receive, and so I can't come back to the site of where I first saw this over the past week. No one will breathe for you. This is interesting for two reasons. Because first, it's like, do you even breathe for you? You're sleeping, you know, (laughs) and you're breathing. (laughs) You're not consciously doing that. And so, you know, your system has this infinite wisdom. Your body system has this infinite wisdom that goes beyond you needing to breathe for you. So that's interesting. The other layer to this is like, you know, John's across the street. John can't breathe for me. I can only breathe for me, right? And then there's these instances where it's like, put your gas mask on first, and then you put on your neighbor, stay on an airplane. Um, So, and then that's like a machine breathing it for you. You can see all these different thought trains. This can go down and on, Uh, but just see what this provokes in you. No one breathes for you. Is it an inspiration to deeper personal responsibility? Is it wonder at the body and how it breathes? (laughs) You know, I'm I'm just curious what's pinging for you here and wanted to share that. So I had a podcast interview last week. It should air in the coming weeks with my favorite, Victoria Hajar. She's so amazing, and you'll see her on her podcast, which I can link in the upcoming show notes, or we can have linked in the social. It's Ugly Ventures. Uh, She's an amazing marketer and teaches you the ABC 123s of marketing. We got into a really interesting conversation. And one of the pieces that I wanted to bring in today's conversation is around the fear of success. And she and I were talking and we were talking about like that moment where you reach your biggest goal. And for me, you know, I was talking about like the successful exit down the road of like building a company, this company to where I see it going and like stepping away in some way, which would be known in the venture, the startup world as a exit. So I'm exiting from my company and there's this moment where I'm signing a bunch of papers and you know, whatever happens, happens. I don't know what that deal is going to look like right now. Um, but you know, I, I know that will be a future time and place. So this 
this moment where it's filled with legalese, uh, probably some element of stress and important decision making and like the, the company, like what's happening for the company. And then you have this idea of the fear of success, all the things that lead up to that exact moment where it's supposedly quote unquote success. And what I, as I was explaining this to her, is like the, mo the actual fear of success is that I'm waiting for this one moment to be successful or to have that success. And like, do I ever get there? Do I ever even feel the success in that moment? Right? And like, when is that moment? Is that in 10 years? Is it in five years? Is it in 20 years? And is it like pain and suffering until that moment of success? And so this fear of success, because we were both talking about how like we don't really resonate with that, that title, like fear of success. And it made me really realize that because it's not really about that at all. It's about, can I feel successful in every now moment leading up to that now moment in the future now moment? Uh, or is it going to be this like painful uh, ex experience until there. And most of the days it feels like that success is every day, but there can be days that it feels quite the contrary. So whether fear of success or fear of failure, I am encouraging you to look under the hood. It may be something else, right? There there's, could be other fears that are provoking you. And so what what's really underneath that? Can you name it? Can you break it down? And when I was doing this with Victoria in real time, which you can hear on that episode, I've just felt so much freedom because I'm like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> I have the opportunity, let's say like that's the desired outcome is to feel that right now. <laughs> and that's the magic because I can literally feel that right now. And I want to, um, you know, softly segue my heart like aches so deeply in moments that I really have to have personal responsibility around how that energy, what I'm allowing that energy to be used for. And I talked a couple weeks ago about ener energetic integrity and I'm still finding that term so resonant. And again, you know, it, this, I really aim to be in like as high of consciousness as I have access to in a moment and also empathy. And I, and there's so much in the world to have empathy for. I'm not going to do a line by line item of all of them, but like all of it. Right. And I find us going through times right now where whatever your flavor of fear is available and, and there's realities to it. There's actual people going through these things. And so that's where I really offer, you know, my deep, deep empathy and, um, yeah, just send, sending that love. And so one specifically that's really had me just considering what's the bigger conversation here is around, you know, again, thoughts and prayers for whatever that's even worth to the loved ones, especially affected to by the most recent tragic shooting. And also everyone that's just witnessed this information. Like I remember some of the things we've seen over the past couple of years. I'm like, this is extremely traumatizing. Like I was feeling that response within myself. And so that's that love and compassion that I send to everyone is like, it's not easy to really be in the world right now. Uh, if you're like a monk, uh, no offense to the monks. That's like not accessing this information, which I even think monks probably are like whoever is able to really channel this out. But if you're accessing this information, odds are it's provoking something within you. And the one thing I just want to spend a couple minutes on here, uh, there's the sentencing over the next few weeks of one of the, the, the Parkland shooting, uh, from a few years ago, this was back in 2017. And I just, for curiosity's sake, because sometimes it gets the best of me, my curiosities, 
I was curious about what was going on in this young man's life before that moment where he made that decision to, you know, go in that direction with that choice of, I guess, conducting a school shooting. Not, I guess, like that's what, what on some level that he chose to do. And just stick with me on this, okay? And I, I honor like this is a sensitive topic, so if this is too much, you know, fast forward a few seconds. But my point is, there were all these decisions and moments before that moment. And I think as a collective, this is something to really remember. Truly, probably for every tragedy, but just even say our micro tragedies or our micro shifts or our micro aha moments that are in our own lives, there's all these things that led to a bigger moment. And so if we say these micro moments that lead to these bigger moments, but this stuff, these, these decisions, these actions, these beliefs, these thought patterns, they can compound, they can create things. This young man had specific thoughts, beliefs, and actions that led to an outcome. And so at, as part of what I'm encouraging each of us to really take personal responsibility in the own inventories of what are my thoughts, beliefs, and actions and what are the outcomes that they're leading to so there's so many different ways that you can do this and I know this is a pretty extreme example but uh for me it led to a lot of compassion it it led to a lot of grief with that specific circumstance because I'm like gosh there were all these warning signs or all these things that led up to that moment um that that just seems like it didn't need to happen but independent of laws (laughs) And I, I'm skeptical, right? Like I'm not a huge lob person because I like to be able to really be in my intuition and flow and have as few limitations to that. I can understand in our society, in our modern society, why there can be a case for law and order. And I I absolutely understand that. Um, But I'm, I'm like super skeptical that that gets to the heart of the issues and is really actually helping much. Um, if anything, it could feel like, okay, we got that covered. And like these way many others, warning signs, thoughts, beliefs, actions that led to that moment. It's like, that may not be the specific avenue that an action can express through by laws, which is great mitigation. Um, but could that lead to the creation of something completely new that we don't already know about? And are those distortions and dysfunctions still very much there? Um, that, that need to also be dealt to. So we were probably like any good improv student knows this is a both and situation. And, uh, you know, why not go into a deep one, um, today on the, on today's show. So I know I'm not usually doing that. I try to walk a very neutral line, but we are in this world and there's things going on. So to use this information to apply into your own life, and ask yourself, what are my thoughts, beliefs, and actions? How are these micro uh, outcomes, you know, compounding in my own life? And there might be some really interesting inventory cleanup and just ways to perceive things a little differently with a deeper level of compassion and saying, like, it wasn't just one day that that happened. There were all these other things that were happening that led to that one day happening. So let's, as a collective, also look at all these other things. Uh, and perhaps we can have more interesting outcomes, uh, uh, higher expression outcomes, uh, I, I, like I say, like to say, the high, for the highest good of all. Um, so th- that's some just thoughts there. What's underneath the actions? Your commitment to doing that work, in my opinion, is the greatest expression of leadership. When you're able to get your hands dirty, to have personal responsibility, to 
look at yourself, right? And and I'm seeing right now where it's just seeming like there's so many distractions and there's so much consumption. And is that allowing to the creation and recreation of who you are and how you're stepping into your life? Uh, over the past couple of weeks, someone asked me about my social media and I have such a like sometimes what can feel like haywire relationship with social media and perhaps also like purposefully and and intentionally. And I know as a company, there's an opportunity to probably outsource some of this and have independent of outsourcing, um, just help. <laughs> uh, but I also had a really unique experience over the past year and the past, say, 20 years of over leveraging and allocating resources where that wasn't the highest priority. And if you ever experience hypervigilance and like wanting to know everything before you act, it's easy to be like, oh, well, I need to make sure I solve for this and I need to make sure I solve for this and I have to have money here and I have to this and I have to this and I have to this. And, and it could be a lot of noise and it may not be in the highest value. And so when asked about social media, for me, it's more of a values piece where it's like, you know, there's other things in my life. <laughs> that were like so chaotic and shitty that I need to get a handle on before like say social media gets a high value priority. And so for me, that's integrity. <laughs> and does that equal other secondary impacts? Like my social media is not perfect. Absolutely. And I don't care because there's other things that need to have that priority. And you may have different areas in your life right now that this is speaking to you either like, oh shit, I need to definitely take a little of my energy here and move it over here. Uh, it could be like, yeah, I've done that. You, you understand what I'm talking about. You've had those boundaries and it, it's really powerful. So that personal responsibility, being a leader, it starts in your own life. And where the noise around what someone else is doing, where the noise around jealousy and comparison, where the noise around like your desire for outcomes that is taking you out of the present moment, what I'm asking for is the consideration that there's an integration from all those things that relates to the now moment and what you can actually control. So see how that lands. And this question of how bad does it need to get? I don't know. <laughs> like, are there things that are on a downward spiral in your life that it's like, oh, like I'm walking a really interesting line here. How bad does it need to get? My favorite example of this, this was like 20, I think 2012. Like, I, I don't know what was about to happen to me, but when I was deciding to leave Hoboken and come to Florida, I like knew like that question, like how bad does it need to get? It was like, I wasn't willing to let the suffering go any further because it was already pretty bad and it didn't need to get any worse. And so there's like warning signals that your body, your system is giving you that are important to pay attention to. Like I have been off and on struggling with migraines at times and I just, I so know that's my body's like screaming voice. My first migraine was me studying for my series seven, living in Hoboken, working in New York, doing the commute, challenging relationship, like challenging health dynamics, transitioning from swimming, my body was responding to stress <laughs> and the way it's like sc literally screaming is through a migraine. And so I could, in that example, you know, go to all these specialists and do all these things. And while I'm sure there's some really interesting merit to there, to all that, if I'm not willing to ask myself, like, how bad does it need to get? 
and what changes that are very obvious. <laughs> like my body is now screaming at me. What are the changes that I need to make? And this to me is like, you could kind of blanket say any autoimmune. You, I think you could blanket most things going on with one's body. Now, why is that challenging for some? Because there's a level of personal responsibility there that's like probably 100% that you're, you're stepping into a really uncomfortable place and saying, I'm 100% personally responsible for myself and my outcomes. And I'm willing to own that and then get curious for what shifts I then need to make. So in that example, it's like, what could be causing my migraines and doing some inventory, doing some curiosity? What's causing the most stress in my life? You know, looking there, what could those shifts be? And it's easy to make it about other people and I 100% know that you can do radical, magical, empowering, miracle shifts within yourself, within your life without having to change anyone or any circumstance by doing the internal work. And why <laughs> do I know this? Well, it's the learned and lived, right? I've talked about this before, learned and lived. You learn all the information and then it's assimilating and then you're living it. And so how can I speak so strongly about this? How bad does it need to get? How loud do the warning signs need to get? How much dysfunction, how many distortions is because literally you right now can say, I take 100% responsibility in my life for what I can control. And then you make those changes. I think this is really interesting with whatever belief systems that you have. Like for some people, if you feel really connected in say your faith or religion, it's like, well, you know, God is in control. I saying what you have control of. So great. Like this is really connecting, supplementing to any of your belief systems. And the, the, this awareness of lack mentality, victim mentality, that's what you have control of. And I have a sense that we're moving into challenging times. I have a sense that we are in challenging times. I have a sense that everybody's life situation looks very different. I do not sit here trying to be like, oh yeah, like this is my life and then my life should make sense to your life. You individually can apply these tools and teachings and implement them in your life. That's what I do. I can't be in your life. I can only be in my life. And even that distinction, this is like embodiment or disembodiment where there's all these things going on in the world that can be leading to great disembodiment not able to be accessing that intimacy with yourself. So just notice, notice how that's showing up for you, going on for you. And what is your body? What is your life? What is, what is universe, God, divine? What is being signaled to you that you need to pay attention to? You know, this idea of signals, it's like, what signals are you looking for? For me, it's like, I don't know, safety's one when I'm not feeling safe. Like I wanna be aware of that. <laughs> And that may mean different things for me than what it means for you based on what I've been through and what you've been through. Um, that's, that's a big one um, that, that feels like survival on some level. So I, I'm just bringing up signals because I think being clear on like what your signals are, that's, that's like looking outside, looking inside. 
it's also safety probably on some level but like in that moment where I'm like oh my god things are spiraling out of control what was I looking for for me that was like a gut feeling that was so intuitive it was like I couldn't even place it like what exact thing is like oh boy there's a shit show here get her get her out of here I think most people from the outside looking in wouldn't have even known that but it was just such an intense feeling and that that intense feeling truly shifted the rest of my life uh, which is really interesting I really play with like nature's way is through intuition and if you're listening to this guidance and you're making the adjustments in your life like that to me is just nature's divine expression you may have different language around that it's so beautiful to me my favorite example of this is farmers like people that are in different careers and then they make a real like curveball u-turn left turn hard hardcore turn 90 degree turn whatever turn and they're like i'm a farmer now it's like what (laughs) you know and it's like there may not be real rhyme or reason but that person felt this intuitive ping and then did that so what in your life are you feeling these intuitive pings around what's a baby step that you can take today that probably is really important for you to take so and and noticing you have infinite integration opportunities learned and lived you may not need any more learnings it may now be the living part the integration taking beautiful teachings, tools, practices, whatever you've picked up along the way and using them. And you can always get more and learn more and know more, but remembering the breath, the breath, breadth to you right now without changing anything. I'm really curious about what that is. Feel good, be good, do good. Reminds me of a Shivananda teaching, you know, at my yoga teacher training. It's really interesting. Feel good, be good, do good. And I was thinking of my overlay with the Lila way. Heal, be, and create. These are not mutually excuse, exclusive. We want these going on all the time. <laughs> you know, as, as much as you're aware, right? Is there any healing work that I have to do that I want to do with myself? Is there anyone I need to forgive? Is there anyone that, you know, anything that just from the past, it's like just really, really holding me back in my life, where there's some healing there? Where can I bring more love in? Where can I bring more acceptance in? The be, I'm being right now, be good. I'm being, I'm here, I'm in this moment, I'm with you. I'm being, I'm present. And this creating, the do good. How am I showing up in the world? What roles and responsibilities? How am I in them? Right back to that being. But what am I actively visioning, creating in my life and my world? And, and what I think is one of the most powerful teachings right now that can shift you instantly from consumer to creator. Am I consuming or creating? What can I do with what I have right now? This, having this question be the guiding light in my life right now has changed everything. <laughs> it's really wild. Because what does this make me do? It makes me look immediately at what do I even have right now? So I'm doing that inventory. Is there baggage? Is there bullshit? Is there excess? What do I have right now and what can I do with it? So see what freedom is there. That would be a really beautiful journal prompt. I just absolutely love that. 
And uh, yeah, I'm just thanking you so much for tuning in. If you have not already signed up for the Lilo Life Collective, I highly recommend that you check it out. We have content that's being updated and curated for you with this focus of unblocking trauma and stress and the dysfunctions and distortions that come from it and transmute and change that into this. We're taking stress and trauma and we're converting this into well-being. What do they say? Energy is neither created nor destroyed. We're converting the trauma and stress in your life into creation. That's what's happening here at Lilo Life. And the tools, the teaching, the practices, it's to really like pack a punch, to get in there quick, to help you make these shifts, these reframes, these integration points in your life to up-level in your life and business. So that, that means something to you very specifically that's a little different than what it means to me. And that's the point, is that you can overlay this, these tools into your life right now. You have the option to upgrade into one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have a few more openings for the year and it's, it's a month-to-month -month commitment. Uh, we have coaches that are onboarding in the coming months. We are actively growing our partnership base. So I just so appreciate the alignment. If there's something that you're feeling stoked about, like whatever, I'm really curious. So let's hop on a call. You can easily access that at lilalife.co. And I just thank you for the love and support along the journey. I hope you find this loving and supportive to you. And uh, until the next episode, I will see you soon. Thanks for tuning into our show today. Please like, share, subscribe, send to a friend, give the review. And always, if you have feedback, we want to hear team at lilalife.co. Feel free to email us and follow us on social. You can reach us there. Sending you blessings as always. Much love.